If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Link Hello, good morning. Welcome to Join News Desk. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomle, maybe on DTT. Because we're free to air. Coming up this morning in a wave of collective disappointment, anger and fury, Ghanaians grapple with the aftermath of a potential painful exit from the 2023 Afcon in Cote d'Ivoire. We are very much disappointed on this day. I think Blasters is becoming one of the useless teams in Africa. More as France and the whole nation is on tenterhooks and wait for its fate to be determined by the outcome of the next game. Also, ongoing water rationing in some areas will continue till installation of new equipment is completed. That's according to the Water Company Limited. Speaking to journeys amid complaints of shortage of water in parts of the central and greater Accra regions, we'll hear from uh, them shortly. Until joint strike by senior staff association to mount pressure on government to demand improved working conditions while protesting delay in the tier two pension payment, we are live in Legon to gauge the impact of the strike. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Let's settle for details. <laughs> In a wave of collective disappointment, anger and fury, Ghanaians are grappling with the aftermath of a potential painful exit from the 2023 AFCON in Cote d'Ivoire. Scores of fans who watched the Black Stars game against Mozambique at the Alassane Ouattara Olympic Stadium in Abidjan are incensed over the team's abysmal performances in the AFCON 2023 tournament. They won the technical team led by coach Chris Hilton sacked as the national team's head coach, my colleague Anna Sabit, was at the stadium where he came through with this report. Well, it's all over here at the, uh, you know, Alassane Ouattara Olympic Stadium here in Abidjan, the Black Stars of Ghana, you know, after leading by two goals to nothing, you know, um, had to concede two late goals, and uh, that means the game ended in a 2-2 draw, leaving the thousands of uh, supporters who chunked the stadium to throw their way behind the national team disappointed. We uh, come across a couple of them uh, here behind the stadium, and we want to speak with them and have them share with us how disappointed they are at this particular 2-2 scoreline here at the Alassane Matara Sports Stadium. We are very much disappointed 
on this game. I think Blasters is becoming one of the useless teams in Africa. Blasters is becoming one of the useless teams in Africa. What is happening? Why? All what is needed, the fans will be able to do it. What's, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Well, I'm very disappointed. The players didn't help us at all. Because having two goals, and then we went to sleep, and then allowing uh, the Mozambique to equalize the two goals. I think uh, it is very bad. It is very bad. The players didn't do well at all. We have two goals. So yours is to defend that two goals. At least if you are not going to score additional goal, maintain that two. ブラウンパーミュアウエンナマナファンオブデマッチメニアジヤコゴビアコアマヤモナウセノディパシャ2ゴーセシャ2パナティデミネヤヤアンディミニスト90ミネセバイウエモマヤティゴーノエティゴー
or they'll be able to proceed to the next stage of the competition. From the Alassan Watara Olympic Stadium here in Abidjan, my name is Anna Sabit, reporting for Joy News. By football administrator Nyao Nyao Tamaklo for a conversation. I'll also uh, be joined by Achi Tamaklo of Joy Sports. Uh, Mr. Nyao Tamaklo will be uh, engaging us on the performance of the Black Stars and what uh, a future national team should look like. I'm grateful for your time, Mr. Tamaklo. First, your impression about the Black Stars' performance at uh, AFCON, especially in their last game with Mozambique. Uh, first, let me make a question here. My name is Nyahoo Nyahutama. My surname is Nyahutama. Great. Thanks so much for, 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 yeah. for the correction. So you call me Dr. Nyahoo Nyahutama. Okay. All right. Thank now you so much, Dr. Dr. Nyahutama. What was your question? Your impression about the performance of the Black Stars at AFCON, especially in their last game? Oh, well, well, I wasn't expecting anything different. I must confess. Because uh, one thing that I have noticed is that we don't seem to learn from history. This and if you don't learn from history, you can never progress in life. Now, I'll try to take you back to few years back when we have won this cup four times in the history of our country. The first winning team when Sadi of the Pakistan was the head of this
into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. 
the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Then I never cross here. To speak our voice, including Abedi Peli, the father of Ayo and the other gentlemen. And they were flown to Libya. The Libyans thought they were broke. They could defeat us. We defeated them. And that was the last time. That is 42 years ago. And the reason is quite simple. If government fails to show interest in sports, we shall always be at risk. Any government that comes up who will not put money into football or sports should forget about getting good results. So in short, this is how I think we have to also make sure that we create a youthful side that will be trained by a coach who will live in the country when the coach will be staying outside and when we have a competition we just gather some boys in the most of them bench warmers and train them for a week and then put them in competition with that sort of practice we shall never win major competition so that's all that I'll I'm grateful for your time, Dr. Nyaonyao Tamaklo, with his thoughts on why the black stars are not performing. In the studio with me is Atu Tamaklo. Uh, he's with Joy Sports. Atu, I mean, most of your colleagues were optimistic. I mean, I heard Fentu so many times, you know, expressing so much hope in the black stars that they will win. But unfortunately, we didn't get there. Went wrong, I mean, from what you know. Well, more and strong is a product of everything that we have seen for the last five years because mm. even at the AFCON we have not been great. Um, yesterday's results meant that the Black Stars have now gone 10 consecutive games mm-hmm. across three tournaments at the AFCON. And we've only won once in those matches. If you look back at the performance yesterday, it was very similar to the performance that we have seen under Chris Hutton and the many coaches before him. Um, And for me, the only conclusion I can draw is that this is because there is a rotten technical culture at the Black Stars, and not just a technical one, but even in terms of the management of the team. But it is the responsibility of the Chris Hutton-led technical team to fix the problems that preceded, that necessitated his appointment. And I don't think there can be any question about the quality of work he has done. I think all Ghanaians... I should be unanimous in their assessments that the job that Chris Hutton has done has, has not been satisfactory in terms of squad selection, in terms of putting out a squad that is balanced enough that can give Ghana a competitive outlook in these tournaments. The in-game management 
which you would want to see during matches. So the substitutions that they would make, the tactical adjustments that they would make ostensibly to enhance the chances of Ghana winning these games have been not, have not been good enough. Mm. And, and so for me, I think that changes have to be made in that regard, but also in the context of the team, because look, we have made a habit of politicizing periods of transition when we have to. And that's why players like Andre Ayu will still feel like they need to be part of this team. But difficult decisions have to be taken if progress will be made. Because mm. you, you cannot continue calling the same substandard players. I mean, majority of the players who play, played yesterday are players that have played for the Black Stars in the past year, in the past two years, and they have been mediocre. The experienced players in the team who yesterday shared responsibility and threw a 23-year-old Kudus Mohamed to go and face the media instead of taking responsibility have been around for as long as I can remember. They have gone past their sell-by dates. The captain, Andrea Ayu, is, is a spence force. He has, he's of no value to the team. Unless we come to the realization that he has to go, the other players, Daniel Amate, who are not serving any tangible purpose in the team, also have to go and make these difficult decisions. And perhaps the FA themselves also look at, beyond the Black Stars, their management of Ghana football and accept some responsibility. And if they are minded to, roll out some policies that will fix the mess that we're currently in. You just heard Dr. Anyao Tama talks about funding yeah. that, I mean, any government who refuses to putting a lot of money into the Black Stars or the national team should uh, always prepare themselves to fail. Uh, you think it's just about money? Uh, haven't we spent enough money on the Black Stars? I don't think anyone can make an issue of money. I disagree. Mm. Um, last week and in the past month, we have been assessing the FIFA goal project and the monies that the forward program have gone to um, the various federations. Ghana has received no less than 8 million US dollars from FIFA, but there is no evidence of that money being invested into Ghana football. The ecosystem is no better for the money that we have had. The FA has mismanaged those resources into, and they've sunk them into, in, into ventures that are of no value, long-term, short-term, medium-term. So we cannot make the of money. We have enough money spend. I mean, if you look at some of the teams that are playing in this tournament, Mauritania, they completed their Olympic Stadium with the FIFA for goal price money that they had. They used some of those monies to build a technical center, a medical center, astroturfs, build up their women's football. There is evidence of those monies. And they got, what, 11.1 million US dollars. We had 8 million US dollars. And there is nothing to point to for that. Yes, money is important. And it can improve the quality of investment that you can make, especially the technical support or the technical structure that you have in the country. But our problems are purely managerial, mm. from the coaching situation to the guys who sit at the Ghana Football Association's offices and make all of those ridiculous decisions. I don't think we can, we can give them a pass by suggesting that football in this country Funded. Yes, we could do with a bit more money, but that is not why we're failing. Everybody is blaming uh, Andrew Adediayu for you know getting that penalty, but a lot of people are not talking about the the uh, the what the goalkeeper Ofori. Um, who people say he's performed abysmally since the beginning of this uh, Afcon. Richard Ofori should not have made the squad. Um, he's not third choice in South Africa where he plays. 
The goalkeeper who's number one and starts ahead of him was not even deemed to be good enough to play for South Africa. Mm. Um, and so that should put matters into context, the ridiculous nature of the decision that we made or the technical team made to not only select him, but also make him Ghana's number one. And his performances have uh, more or less justified the concerns that a lot of people raised about whether or not he deserved to be in this team. But I don't think that he can be used or held up as a, as a reason to let Andre slide. I don't think people are criticizing Andre for his performance in this tournament. For me, the issue with Andre is that he should not be part of this team. I mean, he's, he's gone past his sell-by sell date. And look, when it was time for us to move the team on in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and I'll take you back to the CK Akuno era, mistakes were made. CK Akuno found out that he had been stripped of the Black Stars competency during a BBC interview. Those mistakes will be made, but eventually we'll move the team on. In 2010, after the World, or before the World Cup, Milovan Rajevac had to take the bold decision and say that, you know what, Suleiman Tari, Stephen Apia, Michael Asian, they have passed their sell-by dates. They're on their last legs. We need to prioritize the future of the team. That is how come Andrea, you started getting game time in the team. He became a central figure himself, um, Samuel Inkum, Emmanuel Ajman Bidu, and all of that. And it was because they were... Andre did not get into the Black Stars team because of his father's name or because people liked him. Genuinely, he had quality. Unfortunately, he no longer has it. And this isn't personal. Himself, Daniel Amati, and the whole pack of them. We cut ties. We made a clean break from Mubarak Wakasu. And I liked it. We have to do the same for this generation and allow and try to win the team off its dependency on players who are not performing anyway. Mm. How do we get like put together a better black stars for future matches it has to start from the ghana football association mm. they have to completely take their hands off the team um because and in october 2020 i believe it was a joy that keto who came here to say that every collab will have his input and that if he can be part of the selection process he will delegate someone to to be part of that decision when you have the FA president speaking in such manner and publicly admitting to influencing team selections, it is problematic. Mm -hmm. But it also points to a rotten culture where people who are not technical people um, have undue influence in that team. That has got to end. The current coach has no relationship with the FA president and the entire Ghana Football Association machinery. Did you know that before the tournament, Ghana had a chance to play Algeria? But the FA turned down that opportunity without even informing the head coach because they were not on talking terms. Mm. That has got to change. Whoever is a Black Stars coach needs to have a good relationship with the people who run the federation and essentially facilitate his work, right? And so that bit has to be done. And, and for me, once you have clear demarcations of who's up, who does what, where whose power ends, mm. at least that's a step. That gives a, a team or the structure a semblance of professionalism so that those do not overlap. But also, you have a few people there who become the institutional memory of the organization and ensure that some of the bad habits that have been tolerated and essentially have, become, have been woven into the very fabric of the team's culture are discarded. And then you take on new ideas and values that you can run the team with before you even come to the determination of who the coach is because 
the last two appointments that we made were not really technical. Chris Hilton got the job because there was a public clamor by Ghanaians that if you compare him to Otuado and the other options available, he was vastly experienced and a far better candidate than the other players. But I'm saying to you that going forward, the decision of who becomes a national team coach has to be a technical appointment. It, yes, the economic considerations will be made, but it has to move beyond novices like myself or any journalist who will push their preference and say that this is what I think. Football is, a, is scientific now. The technical aspect will only be understood and properly appreciated by people whose job it is. And so we need to move on from that as well. Coach, enough. We've blamed the GFA enough. We've blamed the players themselves. But we're not talking about resources. How much resources are available to all these people to manage the football the way we want? More than enough. Okay. More than enough to the extent that we can make ridiculous decisions like going to South Africa to come for a tournament that is next or Ivory Coast. Um, we can make ridiculous decisions like deciding to pay players per diems in dollars for a pre-tournament camp in Ghana. Um, enough resources for, for us to fly them in to look, ensure that they, have the, they sleep in the best of hotels, they have the best of facilities. Before every major tournament, the Ghana Football Association typically hires uh, auxiliary technical staff for the team. I remember the last time we made the AFCON final in 2015, the FA hired Gerard Noose, who yesterday uh, put out a tweet that he was actually watching the game. But this is the kind of support that we have given the teams or the coaches in the past. So there's not a question of money. There's not a question of support. The only area that I would say maybe we need to pay a bit more attention is the size of the backroom staff and the quality of the people that we appoint there. If you compare the people on Ghana's backroom staff to the names on the other teams, we pale in comparison. They are vastly inexperienced. A lot of them have not had any experience as far as top-level technical jobs are concerned, um, let alone apex coaching job like the Black Stars of Ghana. And so that technical team, the backroom staff, needs to be improved with people who not only know their job, but also the numbers that will allow them to be able to properly share their responsibility and focus on where they can uh, do the best job. Perspectives, they're very interesting perspectives, but let's look at how people have been venting their fury against the players and their managers. Uh, look at uh, some clips on social media. The most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life eh, is being a Ghanaian. Sometimes, eh, somebody talks, somebody just says, why they talk like why they talk like that? You don't have opportunity, you understand me?
Oh mine, oh mine, black stars can just break your heart. Well, better luck next time. Let's get on to other stories. The Ghana Water Company Limited says they reported water shortage being experienced in parts of both central and greater Accra regions will last until the installation of new equipment is completed. A number of communities in the two regions have suffered disruption in regular flow of water. Others have been experiencing unannounced water rationing, leaving them in high demand. Speaking to Joy News, Director of Communications at the Ghana Water Company, Stanley Marty, said the problem is as a result of wearing tiers of major equipment at two of its water treatment points. That's the pool and the wager plants. Though he said new equipment have been procured to replace the worn-out ones, it will take some time to complete the new installations. He's urging the public to store as much water as they can and when their taps are running because the rationing of water will last a while longer before the situation normalizes. He spoke with Benjamin Akaku. Uh, there's a fault, then we need to improvise or do whatever we can to put it back in. We wouldn't even get the parts. But fortunately, we had to import some from somewhere, and uh, thankfully, yesterday we had it. Immediately, we had them um, put everything back, and then we started full operation. So, thankfully, we are put operating full capacity in Bong, operating full capacity in Wager. The desalination plant is not giving us enough, but at least it is good to serve that touching um, uh, enclave. We are augmenting that with some water from um, our thermal booster station. And so we are hopeful that by this weekend the system should stabilize. The system should be fine from today or from tomorrow. But by the weekend, we should see that stability after a full rationing program. They're still right, we're, uh, running our rationing um, program. You're still rationing water. In yes. which areas are you rationing? Uh, is the entire Accra. Uh, the whole of Accra. The whole of Accra. Some people may have more um, n- number of days than others by virtue of their proximity to maybe um, our, our main lines and, and, and all that. So some will get like five days, some will get like six days, some will get like two days. Averagely, uh, the rationing program is four days. Um, within, within, within the system. That may explain why for over a week uh, water has come through my end only once. Um, and, um, but, but, but proud to all these challenges, were you getting regular flow or you were I getting mean, every, water specific days? Every, every maximum every three to four days. Yes, we would have so, every so, three days thereabouts. Now yeah. it's so you can say you've added on another three to four days to, so, to that cycle. Yes. So now that the system, uh, we, we expect the system to stabilize by the weekend, I'm sure the flow will be better uh, from next week. But the other challenges, are we are also entering into the dry season. The dry season comes with its own challenges. So I want to appeal to the general public that they should bear with us. Let us conserve water. Let us use water responsibly and uh, and wisely uh, so that at least we all can you know survive till um, we enter into the, uh, the the rainy season
promoter to electricity because the company uh, ECG says it is yet to implement the 15% value added tax on power consumed by customers above lifeline levels. As part of government's post-COVID recovery plan, the finance minister officially notified the country that its distributor through the Ministry of Energy will impose a levy on power consumers above lifeline levels, a policy which it says should take effect from January. But external communications manager of electricity company of Ghana, Leila Abubakar, tells Joy News the ECG needs a bit more time to understand how to implement the new regime. She also touched on how the company is dealing with its debt obligations to independent power producers. Blessed Soga has more. In its latest post on social media, the electricity company of Ghana acknowledged the impact of the intermittent power cuts across the country while indicating that it is actively working to resolve the crisis. is mounting pressure on the country's energy distributor ECG to announce a load shedding exercise which will allow power consumers plan effectively for the unexpected outages. But ECG is downplaying the calls and allaying the fears of the public. Leila Abubakari is the external communications manager at the electricity company of Ghana. There were unforeseen events that led to power outages. However, all these issues have been resolved to the barest minimum. We are very sure that these outages are not those that we have foreseen as a result of a generation shortfall. It would be a local fault. But when someone says give them a load shedding timetable, then it means that we are sure that there's definitely a deficit. When you are not sure there's a deficit, how can you give a timetable for something that doesn't exist? If we know that we are going to be short of a certain amount of um, kilowatts per hour or gigawatts per hour, and we know it's going to be for a particular period of time, then we can come out and give our customers a timetable. But if it's something that is unforeseen, like if one plant um, all of a sudden goes off because they had an issue that they had to terminate or if we didn't ex- we didn't expect that maybe a tree will fall on a very important line or one of our bees catches fire and we are not aware of these things coming at us how can we give a timetable to the customers the ministry of finance at the start of the year wrote an official letter communicating to the ministry of energy on the need for the imposition of a 15% value-added tax on consumption of electricity for those above the lifeline level. A month into that directive, the electricity company of Ghana says it would need some additional time to effectively work out the computation for the imposition of this new levy. So the value-added tax announcement that came uh, into effect in January has appalled a lot of our customers. The truth of the matter is that we haven't started implementing it, even though that letter says that it should have been activated in January. The reason being we still have to understand how to implement this tax. So we are having uh, active conversations with the Ministry of Finance, with the Ghana Revenue Authority, and with other stakeholders who have also brought their concerns forward. So for now, there's no value-added tax, as announced, included in residential tariff or residential customers buying electricity. For now, it's still the old status quo. We've maintained an active engagement with our stakeholders, who mostly comprise of the power generators, 
to have them on the same page with us in terms of payments. I think since last year, our revenue generation has um, increased and we found the way of uh, ring fence and having an agreement with the IPPs to hold on to the legacy debts that we owe them. But we are very up to date with the current bills that come to our desk. We try as much as possible to pay off those debts so that they can also function as um, businesses. There's a reporting for Joy News. Electro House, Accra. Prominent South African politician and founder and leader of the Freedom Fighters, Julius Malema, is expected in Ghana today. He will be participating in a dialogue organized by pressure group Arise Ghana. Organizers say the event will provide the youth of Ghana with a chance to connect with its activism and commitment to a liberated and united Africa. Julius Malema was billed to speak at a New Africa Foundation event in Ghana last two weeks, but that did not happen because of the calling off of the event. Maxwell Agbagba is at the Kotoka International Airport for us. He joins us live with more. Maxwell, what's the current situation? Is Julius Malema in town? Jets, Aisha, from all indications, um, he just touched down here on the soil of um, Ghana because um, just some minutes ago we saw um, some organizers um, of the event and some members of the um, Arise Ghana um, entering um, this room, this lounge actually, to go and meet up um, with him. So we want to believe that he touched down um, on the soil um, of Ghana. And you can see um, some members of Arise Ghana um, also standing here um, waiting for him to um, come out so they welcome him um, to um, Ghana. We are told that as part of um, activities um, here um, in the country, um, his first port of call is going to be um, a visit to um, former President John Ejikunkufo. We also told that he'll be paying a courtesy call on former President John Mahama, and that also will be followed um, by wreath laying ceremony. Um, at the Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park. Of course, we know um, about Julius Malema's um, Pan-Africanist um, values, about his passion for Pan-Africanism and to see um, a united Africa, one um, Africa. So we'll be um, going there to the Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park to lay a wreath uh, there. But let's speak to some of the organizers um, of this um, event. Let me speak to Rex Omar, who's a member of um, Arise Ghana. Hello, Rex. Welcome to um, Join News with Live on the Join News Channel. Thank you very much. I want us to move forward a little bit. Um, okay, we're waiting to welcome you. Okay, great. But you t- tell us about this event and the purpose, its purpose. The purpose is simple. Um, you know, as um, a country, our first president, Osajibu Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, was a big Pan-Africanist. And then, same as um, um, Comrade Julius Malema. And as a rise Ghana, we just invited him to have a dialogue with us and the Ghanaian youth to inculcate um, the Pan-African ideas into them because in going forward as African country Pan-Africanism is the things that will help us to gain the bigger picture of uh, our social economic development mm. so he is coming just to dialogue with us and uh, as much possible as Ghanaian youth that's all mm. so, so where is this event taking place? It's taking place at the um, doctors and surgeons um, place uh, at the at bridge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At two p.m. today. At two p.m. today. Yes. Okay. I see um, Osman Ayariga there. 
Um, he's an executive of the NBC. Let's speak to him. Um, Osman, some people have criticized Julius Malema for his radical you know, approach to issues. Um, some will ask, if you're looking for someone who exudes Pan-Africanism values, is it only Julius Malema that you could settle on? Or would you say that the times are calling for Julius Malema? We are where we are as a continent due to the lack of radicalism. We are where we are as a country due to this economic mismanagement as a result of lack of radicalism. So we couldn't have found an opportune time to invite someone like Julius Malema who epitomizes radicalism and in a positive direction. We are not just radical for the sake of being radicals, but we are radical to make sure we are able to effect the change that we need in society and for our unborn generation for us as youth of this country. So that is why I am here as a youth leader. I entreat every youth of this country who is watching to be at the College of Physicians and Surgeons this afternoon at 2 p.m. to listen to him. If you are unable to make it there, you should try as much as possible to watch those stations that will be streaming live as he speaks to us. I'm sure you, just like many others who have expressed interest to be at this event, have expectations. Um, but what are expectations? What are some of the issues that you'd want him to, um, to touch on? Yeah, beyond Africa, I was expecting to speak about Ghana too, which okay. I know he would also do that. So, and I don't want to take the wind out of the sail. So I'll just tell that beyond he speaking about African radicalism, I'll expect him to also speak about radicalism here at the local which, level. Which issues specifically um, in Ghana? Because we know that some of the issues here in Ghana are also prevalent, you know, in South Africa. You talk about unemployment. This is the case in South Africa. You talk about intermittent power supply, which we've been grappling with for some time now. Um, that's also exists in South Africa. Yeah, I expect him to speak about all those, and most especially corruption. Of corruption. Which we are experiencing okay. the mother of all corrupt activity, which is currently the SML. SML has actually overtaken the cathedral, so we are beginning to see that we have bigger corrupt activity. So I expect him to speak mainly also on corruption beyond just the amenities that we are not getting as youth of this country. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thanks for speaking. Thank you very much, my brother. Just heard from Osman Ayariga. He's an executive um, of the NDC, national executive of the National Democratic Congress. He's also part of Arise Ghana. We're uh, waiting for the organizers. Um, uh, and the colleague Commissioner of the Headquarters Sector Command, Eric Kweko Boni, disclosed uh, uh, to Joy uh, Business that health work will kickstart uh, at a certain point to uh, talk about um, how <clears throat> businesses can increase in their gains. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll bring you details of all of this in business. Hi, good morning. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Now, as part of efforts to ensure business continuity and enhance employee motivation, leading indigenous insurance company Star Life Assurance has rewarded selected sales executives for their outstanding performance in 2023. The Star Life 2023 race of champions, which aims to recognize hardworking sales executives also serves as a tool to motivate staff. There's more in this report. All 70 sales executives were honored in the Star Life 2023 race of the champions. The best performing executives were selected from various branches of Star Life Assurance across the country. Deserving members of the sales force were rewarded with local and foreign trips for the outstanding performance in 2023. 
the head of individual distribution at Star Life Assurance, Peter Chenimo, details the rationale behind the move. Every year we reward the best of the best. We do this because, of course, as I said, they drive the business. And you know motivation is so key. Uh, it's a motivational tour, or sometimes call it an incentive tour. We started way back in 2009. Uh, for the foreign trips, we started 28. We suspended there because of COVID. So essentially to reward them and appreciate them for the hard work that they've done to push Star Life to number one when it comes to assets, and then number two when it comes to he explains the need to expand insurance coverage to the informal sector. We have our sister company, Star Micro, doing a lot over there. Uh, we have partnership with a number of rural banks, uh, the teacher market, you know, this semi-informal. And even um, our collaboration or partnership with Phobia uh, and Fabu, Kotoko, Asante Kotoko and House of Oak, it's also a way of bringing the informal sector in. We also have partnership with Ghana Pentecostal and Charismatic Council and it cuts across everywhere. So with these partnerships and the collaborations, uh, we are trying to bring insurance to the lowest level of society. Patient Ajay and Joseph Tete, two of the beneficiaries, spoke to Joy Business. I would like to use this um, opportunity to encourage the youth out there to um, take up the sales career because there is so much reward or so much awards in the sales um, business. All right, you're watching news desk. Uh, you can see the Julius Malema arriving at the Kotoka International Airport. Want to listen in to what he's saying? And economic emancipation of the land of Africa, uh, not only in Ghana. The democracy in Ghana is very old compared to other democracies in the continent, but the means of production are still owned by those who previously colonized us. And uh, how do we go beyond that? Because political freedom without economic emancipation is meaningless. And, and this type of engagements seek to ensure that the people of the continent are aware that if we stand divided, only the imperialist and colonialist forces stand to benefit. The unity of Africa is a threat to the enemies of Africa. A lot of the issues you've been speaking against in South Africa um, are prevalent here. Um, issues of unemployment, issues of intermittent power supply, um, you know, um, and all of that. How, how did we get here and how do we get out of it? Well, uh, if you drift away from Nkrumah's principles of um, state-led development and you pray and you pray and you pray and you strategic sectors of the economy, you will never address the issue of unemployment because the interest of business is to maximize on profit. And every time you privatize something that is strategic, the first victims of privatization is the workers. Uh, they remove the workers in order to maximize uh, on profit. So if we have a state-led, corrupt-free development, then you are guaranteed to absorb as many people as possible. Because the role of the state is not to make profit is to generate sufficient resources to finance its social responsibility programs. Thank you so much. Thank you. Africa now.
Also, we just had there from a prominent South African politician, also founder and leader of the economic freedom fighters, Julius Malema. He is in Ghana, um, arrived at the Kutka International Airport. He will be participating in a dialogue organized by pressure group Arise Ghana. Organizers say the event will provide the youth of Ghana a chance to connect with his activism and commitment to a liberated and united Africa. And that's it for the segment. The news continues. Let's go live to the University of Ghana where uh, uh, there's an update uh, since Teo joined the strike of the Senior Staff Association of Universities. My colleague Kenneth Jesse is there for us. He joins us live. Kenneth, what's the latest from the Ligon campus? Uh, right, Aisha. So the latest is that uh, this morning they held a placard to bend home their anger and then they were intercepted by the police. The police tried to stop them and have a conversation with them as to why they do not have or they have not come for a permit to demonstrate. And they did mention that they were not demonstrating but rather venting their frustration at the government for withholding their, their school pension and also uh, not including their conditions of service. They're either here right now and then they'll be having a brief chat with me Tell us what happened between you and the police this morning. Now this morning, as part of our strategy, we decided to go to the main gate and with the podcast to demonstrate our message to the public. So once we were there, after we had the gate closed for a while, then we saw that Police people, we had intelligence that police people are coming after us. So, um, among ourselves, we decided that we will sit. So, we seated and came back. So, we came back to the union office, go to the union office. Then, we, 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 we had another message that the district police officer and the commander from airport are here to meet us. So, when they came, they said that they are here because they had a call that we are. We are demonstrating. Then we told them that we are not demonstrating. And they said that we are demonstrating. For that matter, we need to inform them. And nobody has given us, we have given notifications, and they have not given us opportunity And we have been back on strike so many years now, we have not justified any police. It's between our management and the workers. As far as we are also concerned, we have done a need to notify Labour Commission or the necessary agency. From, from the various campuses in our subsequent bulletins. That's how we wrap up News Desk this morning. My name is Aisha Brian. Log on to myjournline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. See you again at 12.